Hey listeners, do you enjoy the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast? How about nominating this for the best local podcast in Dayton, Ohio? Visit Dayton.com slash Best of Dayton, click on the nominate button, choose the entertainment category, scroll down to Best Local Podcast, then type The Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and finish with a click on the nominate. It's free and just requires your email address. Every nomination helps. The nomination process runs from November 11th until December 15th, 2019. If there's enough nominations, this podcast will run on another poll starting in January 2020. Let people know that you enjoy the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, made proudly in Dayton, Ohio, proudly covering local Cincinnati and Dayton sports. The Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Episode 125 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast is brought to you by the letter M, the word Michigan, and this turkey leg in my hand. We're talking the start of high school hockey season in Ohio, plus a letter in Mallon's mailbag, and we're heading to state semifinals in high school football. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to sports happening in the Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio region. Visit the LeeWMowen.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and more. Follow the host on Twitter at the Lee W. Mallon and the podcast at Cindy Pod. Opening theme is Arpy by Dan Hennig from the YouTube Music Library Collection. Now for your host, Lee W. Mallon. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all, and thanks for listening to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Glad to have you aboard. I know last week I mentioned that this episode would be talking about college basketball, but I'm pushing it off to one side for one more week. Yes, this week is <laughs> quite busy, so this episode is going to be pretty short. Do have a letter in Mallon's mailbag. We'll get to that very quickly, and then we'll talk about... State semifinals, week 14 of 15 for Ohio high school football. It's going to be exciting, but first, let's dive into the mailbag with that special theme. What time is it? It's time for Mowen's Mailbag, the segment where you can ask questions and interact with the podcast. Send in your future questions on Twitter at Pod or the Lee W. Mowen. On the Facebook page, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, or through the Flick Chat app by searching the local Sunday Sports Group. Theme music is from Music Radio Creative at musicradiocreative.com. One question in the mailbag this week is from Matt Morris, and it has to do with soccer. With the Ohio Valley Premier League announcing new clubs, we'll talk about that in a second, 
Do you see Dayton starting one? And if someone in Dayton does, what will they have to do to draw fans? So first up, the Ohio Valley Premier League is going to be a summer soccer league, much like USL League 2. There's been three clubs already announced. The Cincinnati Dutch Lions will be operating an OVPL league as well as a USL League 2 league. So I believe that's going to be two separate clubs. Might be, you know, sharing some players in between two and OVPL. Not sure, but the Cincinnati Dutch Lions are in there. After a two-year hiatus, the Indy Saints of Indianapolis, they'll be in the OVPL. And also the Lexington Land Sharks in Kentucky. They have joined the OVPL. And that's the only three clubs that have been announced at this point. The OVPL is looking to go around the Ohio River area. So Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky. I think Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania was highlighted. I'd like to see more growth from the OVPL. I think it's an exceptional idea, and I think it'll be good quality of play. Do you see Dayton starting one? As in the Dayton Dutch Lions? I'm not sure. I'd like to see them do that, like the Cincinnati Dutch Lions. There's your Sunday rivalry right there. I mean, your furthest away foe right now. Would that be Lexington, or is that Indianapolis? Not quite sure, actually, but you get what I'm saying. More teams, more you know, competition in the OVPL. So I definitely I definitely think Dayton would be a nice market. Right next to Cincinnati, under an hour, depending on where you're traveling to or from, I guess. I I like to see the Dutch Lions start an OVPL side. Not to replace the League Two side, but you get what I'm saying. Like Cincinnati's doing it. I think that'd be a wonderful idea. What would they have to do to draw fans? 1 through 100 marketing. And I'm not talking about social media because, you know, I find out most about these teams through social media. If someone else finds it, normally Brian Reese finds them first and then, you know, I talk about them on the podcast, so I'm not some pioneer as much as you'd like to think I am. But, Marketing. You gotta market it to soccer fans, and there's a ton of them. I mean, look at the Dayton Beer Company. It's always packed when there's a football match on, and I think if you can cater and market to those fans, you'll have a loyal turnout as long as you're rewarding said fans. Marketing, marketing, marketing. That's my big thing there. Marketing. And that will close up the mailbag for this week. Again, if you have any future questions, I welcome them. You can tweet me, Facebook me, text me if you have my number. You know, as long as you send questions, I'll try to answer them. As long as it's not Lee is an idiot, because that's not a question. And that's quite rude. Although not entirely far off. We're going to take a short break now. Yes, I know. It's only about seven and a half minutes in. But again, this is a short episode because it's Thanksgiving. And yours truly is fairly swamped. We'll go ahead and tell you about Week 13's football results and head to Week 14, the state semis. And then we'll talk about the beginning of the high school hockey season. Yours truly is pretty excited for us. Stick around. It's the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast, Episode 125, sponsored by the letter M, the word Michigan, 
and another Thanksgiving-related food item. Stay tuned. Hey, listeners, did you know that you can buy gear supporting the local Sunday sports podcast? Visit theleewmallon.com slash podcast, then click on Buy Podcast Merchandise made by T Public. You can get shirts, hoodies, mugs, phone cases, and even stickers. Check out the local Sunday sports gear by T Public. It's almost the end of high school football. Just two more weeks of action, and let's cover Week 13 scores. We'll start off with Division 1. This will be the last time we mention these teams by region. Springfield is your Division 1 Region 2 champs. They knock off Dublin Kaufman 7-3. And in Division 1 Region 4, the crown goes to the Elder Panthers. They knock off the Colerain Cardinals 28-21. And that does set up Elder versus Springfield at Piqua Alexander Stadium. Your other Division I state semi-matchup is Mentor versus Pickerington Central at Kenton Glen Oak Bob Cummings Field. Final four already. I, I still fathom the thing that we're already at this point. It's crazy to think. But Elder and Springfield, they win regional crowns. Congrats to the Wildcats and the Panthers. And one of those two local teams will have a chance for a state title. Very exciting. Also, Pickerington Central will be from the Columbus area as well. Mentor, I think, is that Northeast? Let's say it's Northeast. We move down to Division 2. In Region 8, the crown lies with the Lancers of LaSalle. As number one LaSalle steamrolls over Harrison 45 to 8. I should mention before the LaSalle loss, Harrison, the largest amount of points they've, Wildcats have given up, 14. And LaSalle had that about halfway through the first, I think. If I remember my score stream update correctly. So what does that give LaSalle? The Region 8 crown and also a date with Region 7, number 2, Toledo Central Catholic. On the other side of Division 2 state semis is Massillon, Washington at Avon at Parma Byers Field at Robert M. Bolton Stadium. Division 3, we have two teams to talk about. Jonathan Alder vying for the Region 11 crown. However, the Pioneers fall short. They fall to Bishop Hartley, 27-14. And in Region 12, the crown goes to Trotwood Masson as the Rams knock off Baden and the Rams 20-7. to Did I mention that last week Trotwood Masson and Baden was another Rams versus Rams? I think that's the second time of the playoffs, third time overall. Never mind, that doesn't matter. So congrats go out to the Rams. They get to play Bishop Hartley at London. On the other side of Division 3, it's Aurora versus Mansfield Senior. Compared to Mansfield Junior Sophomore Freshman. Uh, Macedonia Nordonia Boliance Stadium. Now for Division 4. First up, Region 14. Ottawa Glandorf. They fall short to Clyde, 17 to 10. The Flyers will move on. And their opponent? Well, the Region 16 winners of Wyoming and the Cowboys. They shut out the Valley View Spartans 33 to nothing. I thought that was going to be a closer game. I thought Wyoming would pick up the win, and Valley View would need to do everything perfect 
and then some to beat a very strong Cowboys squad. But Wyoming picks up a shutout over Valley View, and the Cowboys get Clyde at Marysville Impact Stadium, and this will be on ESP Media. So don't forget to tune in this Saturday. On the other side, at Massillon Washington Paul Brown Tiger Stadium, not to be confused with Massillon Washington Paul Brown Bengals Stadium. What is with all these stupid jokes I'm making? I don't know. It's Licking Valley versus Poland Seminary. Onwards to Division 5, the Region 20 crowns a matchup, a rematch, rather, of West Jefferson and West Liberty Salem. The Tigers took the regular season bout, but this time it's the Rough Riders with the final laugh as West Jefferson shuts out West Liberty Salem 34 to nothing. The crown going to the Rough Riders, and West Jefferson has a date with number 5 Ironton at Chillicothe Hernstein Field. Who's playing on the other side? Well, at Strongsville Pat Catan Stadium, it's Oak Harbor versus Kirkland. Division 6. Two teams to talk about. Well, technically three, but two games to talk about. First up, Region 23. The crown goes to the Anna Rockets. They blast over Archbold in the Blue Streaks, 42-7. to And in Region 24, Covington's ride ends in the hands of the Indians of Mechanicsburg, 42-26. That will set up a Berg versus Anna battle at Wapakoneta Harmon Field. And the winner of that game gets New Middletown Springfield, as opposed to Old Middletown Springfield. God, stop doing that. Me. New Middletown Springfield versus Howard East Knox at Orville Heartland Field at Red Rider Stadium. You know, Orville, Ohio. That's where they make smuckers. Or used to. And to close out Division 7, Region 28, and all these horrible jokes I've been making, Marion Local shuts out New Bremen, 27-0, Flyers win. Great season for the Cardinals, but the crown goes to Marion Local, and that sets up number 2, Flyers, versus number 3, Patrick Henry, at Lima Senior Spartan Stadium. And Harvest Prep has Lucas at St. Francis de Sales Alumni Stadium. First time ever in the state semis for the Lucas Cubs, by the way. And that's it. Next week, we'll talk about who's playing for a state title. And then two weeks from now, we'll talk about who won a state title. Can't believe it's already over just like that. How crazy to think that football just flew by, as it always does. And now we talk about ice hockey. Yes, high school hockey season started last weekend. And yours truly sent in a little piece to... Uh, publication, so once that gets posted and okayed, I'll share it on social media. But, before then, we'll talk about the first weekend of high school hockey. In case you don't know, in Southwest Ohio, there are nine teams in the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League. Down from ten last year, St. Xavier moves to the Capital Hockey Conference, and they'll play against Moeller and Springboro. In the Swashel, you have the Centerville Elks, the Alter Knights, the Beaver Creek Beavers, Detroit Trojans, the Talawanda Brave, the Sycamore Aves, Mason Comets, Elder Panthers, and LaSalle Lancers. And I mentioned the three local teams calling the Capital Hockey Conference home. Again, Capital Hockey is mainly Columbus, but now there's three teams calling Cincinnati Dayton home. In Muller, St. X, and Springboro. So, if you don't know, I mainly broadcast for Centerville. 
And sometimes when Springboro's at home and I'm not with the Elks, I'll broadcast the Panthers games. It's a lot of fun. This will be my fourth year doing such. After the Dayton demolition folded up shop and Hara soon closed after that. I see a lot of these local teams, meet a lot of great people, great athletes. It's a lot of fun doing so. And it's nice to know that people can count on me for hockey coverage. So, what's week one like? Well, I found all the scores I could. Your first Friday, Alter defeated Centerville 9-1. to That was a game I had. And the Knights looked incredibly strong. That bench is going to be a definite plus. But the talent they have, it's just from top to bottom, that's a full deck of cards. And Coach Kevin Barry in his fourth year at Alter, that's, that's a team to watch out for. Sycamore on the other side, Marty Kong, great goalie. Now he's in his junior year. It's hard to believe he's already a junior, because I feel like he just came up to Sycamore last year. And Oxford Talawanda, previous few years, very physical, very good with the puck. But the preseason match I saw against Springboro, Talawanda just looked, overall, not really a lot of deficits to talk about. I mean, strong. Up top, on the blue line, got good goaltending. I think Alter Talawanda, those are going to be the top two red division teams. Then again, it's only week one, so we'll see how things go. Beaver Creek, I mean, they got a good coach. They play hard. They're very blue-collar. So that's a strong team to watch out for. In Centerville, I broadcast for the Elks, and I will say, giving the captain C to Riley Horan, best captaining that you could have. That guy plays uh top as a defender. I mean, this Centerville team, lots of talent. However, not a lot of depth on the bench. And I think that's going to really hurt the Elks this year. The talent is there. Don't get me wrong. You got a senior goalie quite strong in the net. It's just, I think there's, what, 11 total Elks, which is enough there's six forwards, so that's two lines and four defenders. That makes two pairings, one goalie. So the depth is against Centerville, especially if that injury bug decides to pay the Elks a little visit. But like I said, these are great kids, and I'm honored to be the voice of the Elks for my fourth straight year. What I saw from the Springboro Panthers in the few preseason games at home, quite strong team. Again, good depth on the bench. I think Max Hubbard's going to really grow in his second year. His first year, I think he did a nice job. Second year, I mean, you grow and you build from your first year and experience-wise. Uh, Slade Surikov, that dude is crazy good with the puck. Great control, great control with the hands, and good speed as well. I think he's going to cause a lot of havoc in the capital. Elsewhere, LaSalle, good team, I think... Even better than last year's team, and that Lancer squad was pretty good. I think they'll make some noise. However, they're independent, meaning they will not be able to play in the state tournament, nor will they play in the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League tournament. But those are good kids, and that's a good coach team. So I think LaSalle will be solid this year. Troy Trojans, they're led by first-year head coach Rick Zabo. He takes the reins once again. 
And I think the Trojans, definitely a youth movement growing up at THS, I think they'll be okay. This year might be a lot of growing pains for the Miami County squad, but I think Troy was not built in the day. I don't know. I wasn't there to see it. But this Trojan squad will not be built in the day. They'll grow, and I think the future is bright. I haven't seen Mason yet, but I'm excited to see what the Comets bring. I mentioned Sycamore. I mentioned Marty Khan, but I haven't really seen what else the Aves bring to the table as well. And the Elder Panthers, they're still going through a youth movement. Now, no longer without the services of Matt Larkin. Again, uh, what was it, first or second year of covering Centerville? The Larkin, Bros, and Matt Mahan, that line, woo, they did a number on the Southwest. I'm pretty sure I covered all nine. Haven't witnessed Moeller yet. They're led by now first-year head coach Brad Gibson. St. X, they're strong. Twelve seniors on this team, however. So, St. X going into the capital. If they want to make some noise, this is the year to do it. And I think Alex Hill is the right candidate and goal for the Bombers. And I think that's all 12 teams I've covered. So let's go over the first week results. Start off with Friday, Alter 9, Centerville 1, Sycamore 10, Troy 2, and Talawanda 7, Thomas Worthington 4. Thomas Worthington's a pretty good Columbus team. They're in the capital, and Talawanda handed them a three-goal loss. Like I mentioned, I think Alter Talawanda be the red division matchups to watch. Let's talk about Saturday's games. LaSalle and Sycamore played twice, but the first one I'm going to mention, it's got a note on the league website saying it's more of a scrimmage. It's scheduled as a scrimmage, not a full game to give both teams a chance to mix up lines, try players in different situations like power plays and penalty kills, and give JV players some more ice time and some room to grow. LaSalle took both of those games against Sycamore, 4-1 in that scheduled scrimmage and 7-4 in the second one. Alter beat Beaver Creek 3-1. This is a non-league game because you can only play your fellow division foes twice and have a count in your conference record. If you play more than that, then fine, but it's not going in your conference standings. Mason drew with Troy 1-1. Elder fell to St. Joseph from Buffalo, New York 6-0. But then St. Joseph drew with St. X 1-1. I think that was earlier in the day. Talawanda picked up another nice win. They took down the Finley Trojans 6-1. to I believe it is the varsity team, the varsity Trojans. And I tell you, Finley's got themselves a heck of a squad up there in the cube. So two great wins for Talawanda right off the bat. And speaking of two great wins, Moeller gets off on the right foot, a 2-0 CHC record as the Crusaders down Gahanna Lincoln 10-1. And on Sunday against Columbus Academy 6-0. Back to Saturday scores. There is one more. Springboro opened up with a 5-2 loss at Bishop Watterson. Your Sunday games, an early morning affair for the Alter Knights, had a late night affair against Beaver Creek at Kettering, and then turned around and got on the bus to head to Northland Ice Center to take on the Elder Panthers, and Alter came away with a 9-0 win. Mason defeated the Troy Bruins U18 squad. That's not Troy High School. That's the Troy Youth Hockey Association, the Bruins. There is some historical connection to that, being 
one of the first teams to have hockey in Ohio in the 1950s, the Miami Valley, then Troy Bruins. At least I think I got my history right on that. Anyway, Mason defeated the Troy Bruins U18 squad 3-2. to I mentioned Moeller shutting out Columbus Academy 6-0. St. Xavier, they got hit hard by Upper Arlington 10-0 Golden Bears. And Olentangy Liberty took down Springboro 10-2. Olentangy Liberty is one of those teams that could play for a state title. But Dublin Jerome is normally in their way, so... The Patriots have always kind of been the bridesmaid, but never the bride. Dublin Jerome's been the bride, if you like talking about hockey like that. Can't wait. Uh, lots of hockey to cover, especially this weekend. I will be traveling with the Elks to the George DePalo tournament. I believe that's DePalo. He was a local Oxford businessman that kind of helped grow hockey in Oxford. Always played Sunday nights, a... Restaurateur. In fact, going back to September 19th, 2001, very old article. This is from the News Herald in Hamilton. Passed away at 78. Restaurant owner and musician. Always played Sunday night hockey at the Goggin and Miami and Talawanda. Not 100% sure. Why didn't it just blur out? Thanks, News Herald. Appreciate that. They, I forget if the Red Hawks hosted or Talawanda hosted. I think Talawanda does. But it's at Miami U, you know, the only place that there's ice in Oxford. They started the tournament in 2002. So it's one of the newer ones out there. But there are, what is it, 10 teams coming out to play? In this tournament, Centerville is one of them, Alter, Elder, Sycamore, and Host Talawanda. Also, Perrysburg making the trip from the Toledo area. Wheeling Park, West Virginia, making the trip to Oxford. Kent Roosevelt from Kent. Amherst and the Athens Bobcats. That is their youth hockey association in southeast Ohio. So, yeah. And it's separated into two divisions, the DePaulo tournament. And believe Centerville actually have the schedule for it. No, I don't. I probably shouldn't say something before I actually get it up, but that's fine. We'll cover it now. Centerville will start play tomorrow at 5.30. They'll have Perrysburg, and then Saturday morning against Alter, Saturday night against Sycamore, and Sunday a time and opponent to be determined, depending on how the Thanksgiving tournament goes for the Elks. I'm quite excited to see what the Elks can do. Very excited to see Sycamore for the first time this year and Alter for the second time. I think it'll be a good hockey tournament. And if you follow me on social media, that's how you can follow along. And hopefully you can this weekend. And that's it. Ice hockey has started once again. And I can't believe that we're already at this point. But very excited to be back. And next week, we will talk college hoops. I promise. Send any future Malins mailbag questions my way, or use the free Flick Chat app. You can post your questions there or feedback. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all. Thanks for listening to this shortened edition of the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. And talk to you again for episode 126.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. To subscribe to the podcast, please visit the leewmowen.com slash podcast. From there, you can choose your favorite platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and many more. Interact with the podcast and host on Twitter at the Lee W. Mallon and at Sunday Pod. Like the Facebook page, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and download the free Flick Chat app. Then search for the local Sunday Sports Group to submit your future Mallon's mailbag questions. The closing theme is Lights Go Down by Dan Hennig, provided by the YouTube Music Library Collection. This is Lee W. Mowen, and I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Please join me again next week on the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast.